welcome back to the Women in Writing podcast. My name is Christina. I'm your host. Today I have the wonderful Jessica on and she's so inspiring. She never took a normal job because she always knew that she could make it as a writer. And in this episode, she will share how she did it. Welcome to the wonderful Jessica. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. How are you feeling? Everything okay? Yeah, feeling pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well as well. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, I was super excited for our conversation. Like it was only, I think, two days ago, something when we spoke, but like mm -hmm. you feel inspiration for a lot of women out there. So how about we start? Tell me a little bit more about how you started your writing career and when you what what was the point in time in your life and you knew hey I want to be a writer and I just want to go forward and do that for myself so if I'm being totally honest writing's just always been a part of my life in some shape or form my earliest memories I would be writing stories for my sisters or my parents for as birthday presents and different things like that. So writing's always been in my life and I always knew I wanted to do it. But when I got into high school, that was the time that I really started to understand that you could make a career out of it. And it wasn't just about writing books or things like that. You could really do something with it. And yeah, when I was in high school, I was 17 I got my first gig where I was writing for Yahoo Voices, and I just thought that was such a huge deal. Wow. And, uh, cool. What is Yahoo Voices? Can you tell me? I'm not I know Yahoo, but I'm not really familiar with Yahoo Voices is. It was a platform where you could, they would get like, you could have different writers on. It was like a big platform where they might look for certain topics And you could write an article or something on specific topics and they would pick up the stories if they thought they were interesting and things like that. And there were a lot of people on it. So I was like, ah, they're not going to pick my story. I'm not doing anything. But then I so happened to see where they picked one and I went on to the Yahoo homepage and it, I could see it on the homepage and I was so excited. Wow. Um, what year was that? Oh, that was hmm, 2013. Wow. So 10 years ago, that's cool. And what was yeah. the story about? Tell us, what did you write about? That story was about my graduation. And just, I think it was talking about my parents and how they were supportive of me and going through high school and graduating and going into this next stage of life it was something along those lines. But I remember I was so excited because the main picture I used was my parents and I, when I graduated. Wow. And I was like, what? I can see my face on there. I was so excited. And it, that that particular situation just, it helped motivate me to keep pushing forward. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's such a cool and inspirational memory. So you were not paid probably for that kind of Yahoo Voices, but you saw yourself like like publishing something and other people could read it, right? That's really cool. And yeah. What was then, like, how did it evolve from there then that you really said, hey, I want to, because now 
Maybe you want to give the listeners a perspective. What are you doing now? What is your day-to-day job right now? So now I have a content marketing company where we we do your typical things like your social media management, things like that. But we also do a ton of writing, editing, strategy. So I'm still writing every day. And I also, I still do a lot of freelance projects where maybe somebody wants to work with me for an article or a feature story, something like that. I have a small business group as well. And then I'm also an author. I'm writing in different forms, but writing is still at the heart of everything I do. That is so cool. And that's another like inspirational thing for a lot of people, because I feel some people tell you, like you have to niche down, you have to pick your niche. If you're writing and if you're creative, like you can write so many different things and you can be successful with so many disciplines of writing, right? And I'm I'm with you on that. I don't always uh, advocate for niching down just because one, I'm just the type, I like to learn as much as I can. So if I can, I'll go over here and maybe I'm writing about finance or then I go over here and I'm talking about fashion. I like to be able to be as well-versed as I can be, but there's nothing wrong if maybe you're just the type, you like writing about certain things. That's okay, but don't feel pressure to just stick to one area. And how did you get there? Like, how did you... Were you ever employed as a writer, some someone that like worked for other people or were you employed as a journalist or something? Or how was I, I would say all of the above, because when I started out, I was a freelance contributor for several online publications. And then I started working as a staff writer with some magazines After I did that, I was working as a writer and a blog manager with a company. And then closer to uh, when I started my company, like I had my company, but I started working as a staff writer and that was considered to be like I was an employee of theirs. But for the most part, the majority of things I've done have been freelance or some sort of contract work. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it's, would you describe it as one thing led to another or? Yeah, I would say that it was just, it naturally progressed, but I would also say too that it was about the relationships that I built along the way. When I was in college and things like that, Instagram and Twitter, they were really big at the time. Not that they're not big now, but they were just big in my life at that time. And so I would be online a lot. So I'd be looking through job boards or in Facebook groups, just connecting with people. And so some of those relationships that I had, they were able to lead me to different jobs or just tell me, hey, I heard they're looking for somebody. Maybe you need to reach out to them. The job that I did have that where I was an employee, I was applying for a different job and they told me you might not be a great fit for us, but there's this other company we know that they're looking for somebody and we think you'd be a great fit. And I wound up getting that job. So sometimes it's just about you putting yourself out there and building relationships and just being willing to try and being open-minded. Kind of one thing led to the other then. And yeah, open-minded is a good um, point as well. And how long Mm -hmm. did it take you until you could really live off your writing? Was it quick for you or did it take Um, a long time? Let's see. 
Because to be honest, I've mostly been living off of it the entire time. But I do understand I consider myself to have been in a privileged position because I had really supportive parents. But in terms of being able to just fully live off of it, like totally and completely, it would probably be maybe these past seven years. Cause yeah, I'm pretty much self-sufficient now. That's this, all the stuff that I do is that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I've never, I've never had like some people are writers, but they still have other jobs. Like maybe they like somewhere they actually go. I've never had that experience personally. I've just, I've literally always been a writer in some shape or form. But I also understand that, especially at the beginning, it was not like, You had a consistent income coming in all the time. It was definitely a work in progress, (laughs) which again, like I said, I was thankful for my parents being supportive at the time, especially once I uh, got out of college and things and just was trying to build up. So it took some time, but thankfully it it worked itself out. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. I really love that. I think that's really like I said, really inspiring. And yeah, that's, I think it's a lot connected to the mindset as well, because you always had that mindset of, Hey, I'm a writer and it just works out. That's how it sounds like to me. Or was it because I was interviewing another podcast um, episode with another lady just earlier. And it's almost like, if you always say it doesn't work out for me, or I'm never successful, then like, that's a story that you're telling yourself. That's very true. That's a really great way to put it because there were a lot of times where you know I was like this maybe this isn't gonna work or maybe I should have kept going to school or gotten something else but you do you have to stay focused on that and if that's something you're really passionate about and you want to do you stick with it because as we all know being writers it's not like a get rich quick scheme it's not necessarily something that can happen overnight so you really do have to have a passion for it and then again like I was saying before about my parents not only you believing but having other people believe in you is also really important because it it gets tough and it gets tough and it's like a lot of times like when people um I don't know how to say it, but when people have that environment where they are always told, hey, you cannot be a writer, like, it's really difficult, blah, 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 blah. I think it can be difficult, right? It can be like, you have to have your tribe of writers. And the good thing about like us online now, and like with me having the Facebook community and like having the podcast and everything, it feels like, yes, I'm creating that, at least like that online tribe for other women, because they get inspired by, for example, your story now. And they're like, hey, there is actually a way like, hey, I could do this. And it's just not about the whole picture yet or like the whole clarity. It's just about seeing the next step, but also being inspired that it's possible and not only hearing like maybe your friends and family, there's no one that's a writer and then it can be difficult, right? Yeah, that's very true. Because I know when I graduated, because I was the type, I did really well in school and things like that. So I started at a community college, but I didn't go on to university. And a lot of people were thrown off by that. And then they found out because I was an English major. So they assumed I was going to be a teacher. And I was like, no, 
that's not my thing. And so a lot of people were like, why didn't you uh, do that and try to get your teaching license? So you'd have something to fall back on. Or if you're going to be a writer, you're going to have to leave because I'm located in Mississippi and Mississippi tends to get a bad rap. Um, They was like, yeah, you got to leave. You can't make it here. And I don't know, like, it didn't phase me as much, but almost at the same time, now I look back on it and I'm, I proved you wrong. I know that might not be the right way to handle that but sometimes that's the way that I think about it because you don't have to leave because like you're saying the internet is powerful you can go a million places at once and you don't even have to leave your house so hopefully in one way it can be negative in another way if you never if you really (laughs) but I think it's it's about that career and like for me like that's what I share a lot too is like for me, having like a background in hospitality, it's like almost like the other world, you know, because like in hospitality, you always work in a team with different people. There's always guests. You always have like people around you and you can always chat to someone. And then as yeah. a writer, you sit at home with your laptop and in your pajamas kind of thing. Like yeah. it's the total opposite and you have to like it. There's obviously a million ways how you can make it work. And maybe you want to write in a cafe or you want to go and go on a writer's retreat at one point or whatever it is, right? Yeah, there's a way to work around lots of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a really inspiring like situation that nowadays we can see other successes. I think it's difficult too, because sometimes we are just so overwhelmed by everything that's going on online that sometimes you don't really know who to trust and who not to trust. Just saying, but I think like people like us that are authentic and show up and especially also be persistent and keep on doing what they're doing, then it's just like a different, um, I don't know, like it gets more real almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can always think when somebody's being authentic and genuine, you can feel that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they're making and you can tell when somebody's trying to fake it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think too. And obviously as like a consumer, you are smarter right you get smarter as you go it's not always I don't know it's like the first time we're using the internet like right now how some people are like dealing with things and some things are are not right Mm -hmm. so it's yeah definitely difficult to not difficult I wouldn't say difficult but sometimes it's yeah maybe a little bit challenging nowadays to stand out online a little bit more than it was before. Would you say that is true for you too? Or do you get like most people that are referred to you or do you also get a lot of new clients? I would say that it can be a tad bit difficult just because there's so much going on. But I think the important thing for writers to think about, especially from a marketing standpoint, is to be true to yourself. Because there's always going to be somebody who maybe you love the, the color pink and there's another writer who does that. You can't help that, but they're also nice. And so you want to try to keep your voice as unique as possible and stay true to yourself. Don't try to look over at what they're doing and copy them. Be who you are and that'll shine through. Um, and then in terms of clients... I get a lot of new clients 
And I think some of them just come to me because of that, because I notice a lot of the people I work with, we're fairly similar sometimes like in the way we think, or it's just something about the relationship you have with those clients where you just know how they talk and they know that you can pick up on that. And my big thing is, especially when clients refer me to other people, the one of the big, the first things or the biggest things they emphasize is that I'm patient, which I didn't really think about it for a long time. But now I realize, especially if it's someone who may not be super tech savvy or maybe an older person who's just trying to figure things out or they're just super new to writing or marketing or whatever it is they need me to do. Sometimes they need their hands to be held and not everybody is able to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that works for whatever industry you're in. Some people just like to say, hey, this is what I want. Go do it. Um, some people want to be more involved. It just depends on how they are and how they work with you. So I think that's a really important part. And then that's another thing that I would even bring out for writers. Yes, you want to have your clients, but you want to be able to present your best self. So yeah. sometimes that may mean you can't work with them. It could be maybe the way they communicate. Maybe it's the topic that they want and you may not feel strong in that or it may be something you're not comfortable with. But you always want to make sure that not only are you making the client shine, but you're also allowing your work to shine. So yeah. being strategic about the projects that you take on. A hundred percent. Yeah. And do you, how do you select your projects? Is it like you take on everything or is it like that you can be like, especially now that you're like more successful, you can be like really selective that you say, Hey, um, only working with people that like I'm definitely like passionate about or how is it for you right now? I tend to, I don't, I still don't just limit it to certain things. There's certain types of subjects I'm usually not comfortable speaking on because I know for me, I don't do a ton of tech kind of writing just because I don't know anything about tech and it's just not something that I'm in love with yeah to say I wouldn't do it in the future I'll be like maybe I can refer you to somebody but usually it's not many projects that I just haven't taken on and a lot of it is just because I just like challenging myself and learning new things so yeah. I'm always willing to at least try but if it's something I'm like absolutely not I don't mind <laughs> telling them or saying hey I know this other writer, they may be a better fit for you. Yeah, exactly. Did you have any like really bad experiences with clients so far? Something that was really like out of the box. Oh my God, bad. Um, I haven't, I'm lucky to say I haven't had terrible experiences, but one particular time I was working with someone who wanted me to write some pieces for them and they gave me their topics and everything. And I wrote the piece But they were super picky about everything because I remember one thing I wrote and she's like, okay, this is great. And then she sent it back to me for edits and she basically rewrote the whole article. Oh, really? And I was like, so what'd you call me for? Why didn't you write it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Right. So clearly, so <clears throat> when it's things like that, we were under a contract. So it's like, okay, I just have to fulfill 
what I agreed to in the contract and I'm just going to leave after that. But she, that person, she was a bit difficult. You, everybody has their own way and of doing things and you just have to wish people the best. Exactly. That's the thing. I feel like for me, it was an experience, especially what I call like the low paying niche. Like when I was like on like these different like platforms, not really Upwork or Fiverr platform or like just writing jobs in general that didn't pay as well. And it was like a short, like less committed client relationship. I feel like that was more when people complained than like my higher paying clients then, because I felt the higher paying clients, like they want to hire a professional, they're ready to spend the money. They're ready to communicate everything like really well. And they, because they hire you for good money, they value you a little bit more. I think that was true for me especially but mm-hmm. that shouldn't I don't want to say that like low paying jobs are you only work with like weird people or whatever it's definitely not the case because I had like very good experiences there as well but in general I just want to share that you know especially for like my writers that go into the higher paying niche that because a lot of people are like oh I'm not sure if I can deliver and I'm not sure if I'm like good enough and if these people mm-hmm. are maybe snobby or whatever I feel like there's an like the opposite was true for me yeah I I would agree with that I do think there is a a higher level of trust with higher paying clients and I think too they just understand the value of that type of investment some people I think who pay it who are lower they pay lower I I noticed with them they expect you to be a robot and just constantly create and create and it's just this takes time this takes energy research all of that we deserve to be compensated fairly for that and there's nothing wrong with starting out with lower things because they can help you build your portfolio but to getting to the point where you understand okay I have some skin in the game I've paid my dues a little bit now I can reach a little higher so really being willing to speak up and be like and we can we negotiate or something like that to fight for yourself a little bit but yeah it's hard because when people think you're a writer it's oh you can write everything and this is just going to come out like a conveyor belt no that's not how it works <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that's not how it works and you're right like that's when you know like people how, how should I say it like try that they own you I think like I saw something online that was really interesting and I resonated with that. It's all about your pricing model as well, because, and we can like everyone like does different pricing and I'm teaching that also to my clients, what makes sense for what, like what kind of writing. But a lot of times I feel if people book like retainers and they feel like, oh, we pay you every single month, then we own you like work for us. Like that shouldn't be the thing. And it's, I think also not the idea of freelancing. I spoke to a lot of people that had like, freelance jobs that were advertised as freelance jobs but actually then the kind of like client said oh you have to be on from nine to five every day and we send you like slack messages you have to respond within 10 minutes and no mm-hmm. it's not a freelance job because then you could have a normal job to sit somewhere and you get like right. health benefits and whatever then you don't have to be a freelancer if you don't have that freedom because it's obviously about the freedom right I hate when that happens. It's just, if you want me to be an employee, just say it. Don't make it like it's freelance. Exactly, yeah. 
and don't fake me into that. What last question, what would be like the number one tip that you give to someone that's just starting out? Because actually like this thing that I wanted to cover is that what I really remember about our conversation too is that you said you were giving out your business cards, handing out your business cards in local restaurants. Is that right? Right. And you got clients off of it, right? Like at the very beginning when you started out, right? And that particular client I still work with to this day. Wow, that's amazing. And it's a very unique yeah. way. Like I never heard of it because obviously digital age and stuff. But I feel especially like with everything digital, sometimes it is a good idea to make it known really in your community what you're doing. It can be on like in different, like on different occasions or whatever. But that is really like when people in your local community think, oh, she is from here. Like I would rather give her a shot than someone from online. And they like somebody that they can see pretty often. They can shake their hand. That's what I've found with a lot of my clients. And that's even with my books and things. Because I, I try to be really involved in yeah. my community anyway. But yeah. also I do had the privilege. I don't, I'm, I'm not far from Oxford, Mississippi, which is Faulkner City. A lot of people are really into the literary circle there. And even uh, in my town, I'm heavily involved in the library. I always joke I was raised in the library because we were just always there because we love to read. And so people have been really supportive just because they see me, they know who I am. And like I said, as somebody you can have some sort of access to, that means a lot to people. Some people, it might not bother them not to see you or they can just talk to you over Zoom. But for a lot of my clients, it's been important that if we need to have a meeting, I can meet you at your office or we can meet somewhere and we can talk face to face. That's just been important to them. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah. So great. So your number one tip for everyone starting out would be that they keep going or what What would it be? <laughs> what would my tip be? I think that my tip would be to continue to remember your why. That's, um, a, good one. That's a really good know. one. Because for us as writers, and that could really go for any art form, it can be difficult and writing can be, you get connected to your writing a lot of times. And again, when you have it where things may not be as consistent as you want it to be, or people are trying to tell you, you need to do other things. Like, why did you get started? What made you want to do this anyway? And that's what you can hold on to when those times get hard. So that's what I would say. That's amazing. I love that. Really cool. Thank <laughs> you so much. That was really inspiring. And that's, yeah, that's definitely a really good tip. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for that conversation. <laughs> like that's, that's really good. Is there anything else you want to add? I will otherwise pop your information below. Everyone who wants to connect with you should. Are you very active on Instagram or what is like kind of your platform? Yeah, I'm active on several platforms. I do a lot on Facebook, Instagram. I'm on TikTok and Twitter. So yeah, if you want to get in touch with me or just see what I'm up to, just check me out over there.
<laughs> Good. We will definitely. Thank you so much, Jessica. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank and you. You too. See you very soon. Thank you. Oh my God, Jessica, that was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed and I'm so honored that she was on my podcast. So please, if you want to reach out to Jessica, I will pop her links below. And if you want to get access to a free three-day masterclass of how to build your own six-figure freelance writing business, just shoot me an email with the keyword three elements and I will send it to you as soon as possible.